And joining us now from the Daily Telegraph in Sydney, Brad Davidson. G'day, Davo. How are you? Yeah, morning. Oh, g'day, James. It's a very, uh, very big weekend of racing ahead. Can't wait for it. Yeah, Derby Day, I think, for the purists, the traditionalists, they talk about it being the, uh, the day of racing for Australia. Look, I think there's a few meetings now that would challenge that or and some punters or followers that would suggest potentially other meetings are of the equal or uh, better or have surpassed Derby Day. What's your thoughts? Is Derby Day still the traditionalist day of day of racing? I still think it's the, the number one individual meeting you know, in Australia in terms of quality and, and depth across the program and numbers and everything. But I think you could argue that uh, in terms of a whole, like a, a day like Caulfield Guineas slash Everest Day now, uh, you know, over the two states could well equal it. But if you're looking at a one individual meeting, I still think Derby Day is uh, the top of the tree there. Yeah, no, it's an outstanding meeting. And, and of course, it's the last opportunity for a number of horses to get into the Cup. The Lexus will be an interesting race now. Before we get into uh, the meeting here at Sydney, the Cup Tuesday at this stage, have, have, you, have you got your set on one or what's your thoughts on the big one? I'm not. I went through about 16 of the, the 24 horses so far this week, so I've still got a few of the, the lesser-known Europeans to go through and, and a, a few other chances. And, and obviously the barrier draw on Saturday night might sway me either way. But at the moment, the two I'm focusing around are Marmelo and Red Cardinal there that I just you know, just always focus on these Europeans. I just think they're always a bit better than, than us. And, you know, I'm respecting Almandon. He won the Cup last year, but he's got to carry the four and a half extra kilos this year. And I just think from a price perspective, I've just got to be against him because he's, he's you know, he's the favourite man around the $7 mark. And same with Humidora. I just think he's a little bit short in the market at $8 for a horse that isn't proven at the two miles. And for me, I've just got to query him because I think some of his 2,400 metre runs haven't been you know, simply outstanding. So I've got to be against them. I, I'm probably, at this stage, Marmelo just ahead of Red Cardinal, just for the fact he's had the run here. We know that, you know, no horse since finished crop in 93, is, no international, has won the race without a lead up here first. But they've always run well nonetheless. Um, by all reports, there's been some good whispers for Red Cardinal out of Werribee. And, yeah, they're the two for me at the moment, Marmelo and Red Cardinal. But I haven't um, haven't firmed in my numbers just yet. I want to have a look at a few others like Nikita and, US Army Ranger and Wall of Fire, and just have a bit more of a look at those and before I uh, consolidate the top four there. Red Cardinal. Now, you, speaking of that, I just listened to uh, Hold All Tickets. Matt Welsh gave a really strong push from uh, the dogs of Barking this all, saying that it's going enormous. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's one that, uh, that, it, that the money comes for, anyway. Yeah, exactly. And the only thing you've got to sort of get over or get your mind over with him is the fact that he was beaten, soundly beaten by Marmelo in the pre-Turgolo last time mm. out. But everyone says, well, there's actually some mixed reports there because some people are saying they did set walked and, and just sprinted home and Marmelo led and, was, you know, uh, Red Cardinal could never get near him. But then others are saying it's, you know, it's one of the quickest pre-Turgolos in, in a long time. So if that's the case, you wouldn't think they'd be able to walk too slowly in front. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you can if you can forgive that, uh, his, his win before that in America was outstanding. He's proven at two miles. He's got a turn of foot, which you normally need to win a, a cup. And he's trained by a trainer who's been here and done it all before. So I think he's had this as his, as his aim for about 18 months as well. So there's plenty to like about him. I know he hasn't had the run here, but he looks a natural two-miler to me. And I think um, he's right in the finish. But uh, Marmelo... Yeah, I mean, I've, I've probably just got to lean his way at this stage, but uh, I could easily switch with the barrier drawer and easily switch mm. in the next few days anyway. Mm. One of the things you guys talked about on Hold All Tickets as well, which I think is a pretty interesting 
topic is can a visiting horse win a Melbourne Cup first up? Now, you mentioned the last horse to do it was Vinnie Crop. Now, that was, what, 93? In a test of memory, 93. Anyway, it was a long time ago. And no horse has been do it since. And more and more as we've moved on in time, we've seen this pattern where they've come out a bit earlier, they've had a run in the Caulfield Cup, the Cox Plate, the Geelong, it's something, anything. And uh, and they've really flourished from there. So, look, your opinion, do they need a lead-up run here? Can one win it straight into a Melbourne Cup? Um, you know, regardless of the amount of training, I know things have changed when it comes to training and, uh, and preparation of horses, but... Uh, but look, I said it's a long time between drinks when a horse has been on to win the Melbourne Cup straight in overseas from, um, yeah, without a lead-up run in the country. Yeah, well, there's been 97 that have tried that since Vintage Cop in 93 and, and all have failed since then. So history says that you need to run here first. Um, look, I'm, you know, I'm always a, a price man, so it all, all depends on the price. And I think half the time, you know, that these internationals, when they don't run here, you get a better price because of it anyway. So I think it's sort of... I think that's played into the prices a bit. So, I, you know, I don't think you you have to. I think it definitely probably is an advantage as, as, it, as it's shown over the time. But we've seen a host of horses, you know, Heartbreak City, Red uh, Red Cadeau mm. and all these horses mm. go very, very close to winning Melbourne Cups without the run and here first. So I don't think it's, it's absolutely necessary. I do think it's an advantage. And that's probably why at this stage I'm just Marmelo over Red Cardinal because I can't really split them and, you go to history and you probably think, well, Marmillo might just have the edge because of that. Mm. So, but anyway, time will tell and all will be revealed in a few days' time. Now, this meeting at Rose Hill, Interlocutor got the money last week, your best bet of the day, and the, the value runner just got pipped. I thought it was nearly home as well, but uh, but the best got the money. And just quickly on it, Interlocutor look, looks one moving forward to follow. Yeah, he does. He's a, he's a very promising horse. I think he might be an even an autumn horse. He just, you know, he's mm. second prep in Australia now. I think going into the autumn, he's going to be really cherry ripe to, to attack some big races. He's got such a beautiful stride on him. He, you're going to get 2,000 metres plus as well, I think. So yeah, he put him away pretty easily on the weekend. I know Black on the come to him late, but he still had three quarters the length and it was a pretty easy watch if you took the shorts for him. And yeah, Just Dreaming was a little bit... She just did too much work in mid-race if she... If she she was a bit fresh, and if she just settled, I think she wins the race, but she just did a bit too much. But um, hopefully, punters back to reach way, and we got a result. Well, what have you got for us? Rose Hill is the venue for, uh, for Sydney this weekend. What's what's Davo's best? Well, it's a bit tricky because I made race five, number seven, Rebel Miss, my best, but that was on Thursday when you know we put him in for the paper, and the forecast was looking pretty good. And she's a horse that doesn't really want it wet at all, but now just looking at the forecast on a on a Friday, it's basically uh, 8 to 15 mil tomorrow and most likely in the morning. So it's a real, you know, with her, it's, it's, a, it's a wait and see job. I think if it's a soft five or better, I think she runs really well at $9.50. She gets a nice mother. She's got a nice turn of foot. But if we do get that rain and it's into the soft six, soft seven range, I'd probably be letting her go around without me. So that's a bit of a, a caveat on that tip. But uh, if, if we dodge the rain or if it's not too wet, I think... Um, yeah, race five, number seven, Rebel Miss. Is, is worth an each-way play at $9.50. Okay. Anything else we should be on? I think race three, number four, pick me up. I think he's probably the safer one now because of the fact that uh, if that rain comes, it's not an issue for him at all. He was luckless first up at Ramwick. He probably should have won that day over the 1,000. He's been kept nice and fresh. He goes 1,100 Rose Hill. It's a lovely run behind him. I think 750 is a terrific price about him as well. So I'm just going to play those couple of odds. I'll be waiting Rebel Miss on the weather, but I'm um, confident to be able to back, pick me up either way, because uh, 
I think that rain won't bother him at all. So that's mm. race three, number four, pick me up around the 750. Look, we normally go to the quaddy legs, but with those changing conditions, would it be best to suggest to punters maybe keep an eye on the weather and, and on your on Twitter, follow you that way with with a with a quaddy at this stage or yeah, know, yeah, keep, whatever, yeah, yeah, keep an eye on Twitter. I'll, I'll throw one out after race five, so about twenty minutes before race six, I normally throw it out. So yeah, it might change obviously with the weather and everything. So keep an eye on that. We'll throw one out. Um, we've got a couple home this week. Uh, the one at Canterbury, I think on Wednesday, paid seventeen hundred and. So that was a nice result. Hopefully a few of those take it. So we put them up there most days and uh, had, a, had a result there, which was good. Okay. Now I want to ask you quickly about the Oaks. Uh, there's a horse I know you've been on. I think you talked to us about this horse before. I think before it won its maiden or after it just won its maiden. Now, it, and, and she goes around here. She's in the wakeful, from memory. Yeah, yeah so, uh, yeah, lover, lover. What, you know, look, the Oaks looks, dare I say, it, a fair gone conclusion, of course, with Aloysia. But um, yeah. you're... What can you, what do you think? Well, it's D Day for Lover Lover on Saturday, you know, on Saturday. It's her day to step up. She was really good behind Chaonic the other day. That form's been frank to a degree with Skyboy, who ran a distance horse coming out and bolting it in the midweek. She, you know, that's a much weaker race, but it's still nice to see him do it. Look, I, I think it's, yeah, as I said, it's D Day because she steps up in trip and she's probably been showing enough over 1600 to suggest, yeah, I'm a, I'm a roughy, I'm an H roughy. With the with the with the factor in that she might just grow a leg up to 2,200. She's by master craftsman out of a Galileo mare, so she's ready to go all day. And I'm just hoping there tomorrow that she can really spring out of the ground, um, you know, and 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 be right in the finish because I think she needs to be. I think she needs to be winning that race to be any chance to tackle Aloisa, who, as you said, looks extremely hard to beat in the Oaks on Thursday. Just the only little query with her is, is 2,500 Flemington. We know how brilliant she is, and generally they can overcome it on class alone in these three-year-old Oaks races. But, you know, it's a long straight there. If something does a uh, Lasquiti spirit, wants to go 100 miles an hour, it could well, you know, leave it to the to the, the most natural stayer. And I'm just hoping that will be lover lover. You know, breeding suggests it is, but she's got to go out and do it in the wakeful, and all will be revealed there on Saturday. Is there any others going around at Flemington, the Sydney siders in particular, that have caught your eye or that you, you, you think you should follow? I know you're obviously heavily into the Sydney form and, of course, a lot of them down there for, for this big day. Is there, is there any there as well that uh, that, that you like on, on the Flemington card for a chance? Yeah, look, I won't be playing heavily because I, you know, I respect the Melbourne form and I respect that I don't know it extremely well because I do focus heavily on Sydney. So I'll be, you know playing but not playing heavily because of that but I think I'll throw out a few race 5 number 5 Viridine I think this, you know he's around the $7.50 mark I think that's a, a fair enough price for this good old and cold he's very impressive uh, winning his past couple in Sydney mm. and, and clocking good time in doing so he's got to handle the straight but I think he might be a really nice horse where a lot of these others have potentially found their mark and you know you're getting that sort of seven seven fifty to find out just how good he is I think that's a, a fair enough price and the other race that I could play into would be the, the Maya Classic. I think there's a couple of mares that are really good odds here. One, Heaven's Above, she's at $14, $15 mark, and the other one, Dixie Blossoms, at around $11. Like, they're great, honest, you know, Group 1 mares, and I just think they might have the wood on on a couple of those more fancy rivals uh, there on Saturday. I, you know, I think you've got to throw them in your potty. I think even a horse like Danish Twist at 30 to 1, throw her in your potty because. She's a horse that's always promised to do something like this and she hasn't quite lived up to it, but on her day, she's capable of winning a race like this. And we saw the Maya last year, Heaven's Above had no luck. Um, 
French Emotion had no luck. There was a host of them that should have been right in the finish. So, yeah, I'd be including those in quaddies and maybe even mm. a couple of little each-way plays on there. Ace High goes around in the derby. Now, you found Ace High for us a couple of weeks ago when it won at the, the good price. It's gone on to win a group one. Now goes to the derby. It's got to be, it looks, looks a pretty open derby too. Um, but you know what you're going to get with Ace High anyway. Yeah, exactly, you do. And I like the fact that they're going to ride in with cover. I think that's a great idea because, you know, you've got to get the trip. But not just that, I think he's a better horse when he's, he's ridden with that little bit of cover. Uh, he finishes off a bit stronger. So, look, the... A lot of people are against him because, he, you know, they said he fell in in the spring champion. But I watched that replay again and I'm convinced that he was never letting Tangled get past him. And even 200 metres past the line, he was still in front of Tangled, which is a pretty good sign to me to suggest that uh, he was potentially just sort of floating a bit in front. He was that far in front floating a bit. And then when something came, he thought, oh, I've got to go again. So I know he's going to go to 2,500, but I think he's a real natural stayer. I think he's a deserved favourite. I don't know a lot about the Melbourne form down there, but um, I think he, he'll run you a really good race and should run top four uh, anyway. Mm. Okay, last one I want to ask you about Egg Tart. Now, you saw a lot of her last preparation where she took all before us, went from a maiden to a dual Oaks winner in Queensland and, and Adelaide, come back this preparation where first time was good, she's had injury, setbacks. Where's Egg Tart? In your opinion, she goes around in the Kennedy Mile Group One over the mile, um, third up this time. McAvoy to ride again, strong race for Wallace, who's got a number of runners in it. But where do you think Egg, Egg Tart is? Well, she's you know she's like you said, she's had that bit of a, a mixed preparation. She missed the the big mile feature, the Epsom, because of it, um, because of that eye injury, and probably held her back. You know, she was okay in the two rack. Um, look, I've always said and maintain this through the spring, there's been a lot of people who are spruiking or even some people suggesting she was the next Winx after she's following the same sort of mm. program. But, mm. you know, we've got to remember what she did beat in the Oaks. She beat Pygmy and Oklahoma Girl and Kenebna. And, look, you know, Pygmy, with all with all respect there, is, is no no star. And I just wonder whether she's been overhyped a little bit. I, I think she's a chance, definitely, in that race down there on the weekend. And she's still a very, very good horse. But we're talking about this horse to be the, you know, the, the, next, the next big, big thing. And maybe... Uh, that was just overplayed a little bit. But she's definitely a chance down there. You've got to respect her. She's got a nice turn of foot. And, and you know, maybe she was five weeks between runs last time, so she can improve off that, I'm no doubt. Well, it's a huge day of racing, Flemington. Obviously, that the focus, and, and yes, a lot of Sydney horses, a lot of smart judges have told me that you should be on the Sydney horses going to Melbourne the first time because they say that some of them. Good judges tell me anyway, it's a more natural direction for horses to travel and they believe, my father was one of those, he always firmly believed that Sydney horses going Melbourne way the first time would um, are suited. So look, they'll be there in, uh, in droves the Sydney horses for uh, the big guard of Plumita through the, through the week, so we, we shall see how that uh, how that plays out. But uh, but Dave, great to catch up with you, appreciate your thoughts, not only on Sydney of course, but, but Flemington as uh, as well. Uh, Cup Day comes up Tuesday, so we look forward to a fantastic week. So enjoy it. We'll read all about it in the Telegraph and listen to you on Hold All Tickets, and uh, we'll catch up again next week. Sounds good, James, and good luck to all the punters. It's a very tough derby day. I think if you find one winner, you'll probably be in front for the day. Thanks, Dave.